Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is, whoa, what was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I was so confused what was just happening. For those, obviously, this is an audio podcast, so no one has any clue what just happened. But Matt's camera just completely tipped out. I felt like I was like on Soren or something. I was I was looking for something, and I was I, I was having one of those I lost my mind moments where I was like, did I bring my drink down here? I swear I did. And so I looked behind my laptop. So yes, I'm, ah. I'm mad. Um, <laughs> The one that's ruining the pot, the the perfect <laughs> intro by fooling around with his camera. Well, that was kind of like a like a free ride right there for a second, which kind of fits in perfectly with the theme of today's episode. So I guess we'll take it. By the way, he does have his drink today. I can see him drinking it right now. So uh, anyway, my name's Casey. You just heard from Matt. Welcome to the Beard Sears podcast. Uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite topic, which is the parks. And we are missing the parks like crazy. I am itching to get down there. I'm having those dreams again where I'm in the parks and, and, and experiencing things. I've had friends go down there and, and experience them. That experience them. Peter was just down there. He posted some stuff on Facebook. And, but, um, you know, so we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, it's still pandemic time and it's going to be pandemic time for a little while. It's still mass. They've still got the park reser- uh, reservation system going on down there. And so one of the things that can happen when you plan a trip, at least in the world of COVID, but even not in the world of COVID is there are usually it's a best practice to plan, plan a day or two where you're not necessarily in the parks, but you're maybe doing other stuff around the resort. I mean, Walt Disney world is this giant resort. And so, Matt and I talked a few months ago about is the extra worth it? So we talked about things that cost extra this time around, we're going to kind of flip that on its head. And we're going to talk about things that don't cost anything or cost very little, but could very much eat up a good chunk of your time that you can do while you're in, in Walt Disney world. Um, but before we do that, Matt, there's been some news that has um, broken uh, today is April 10th. Um, why don't we start with Disneyland? Um, What's going on over in Disneyland? <laughs> uh, so you mentioned this a year ago. We mm-hmm. did an Avengers Campus uh, uh, episode. I want to say it was episode seven or something it like was. that. Like it, it was. was episode oh, am I right about that? Wow, you look were. at me. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, at, at at the time of release, I was like, it's releasing this July. Well, here we are a year later, and um, it has it is releasing really not that far off of, of that original date. Um, so for those of you in California and um, near Disneyland, Avengers Campus opens. I, I actually don't know the day. I want to say June something. June 7th, I want to say, or no, June 4th. I think it's June 4th. I know it's early June is, is yeah. when it opens. And man, like the, the first looks at it. Just it, it is honestly um, increasing my desire to want to get out to Disneyland. Now, from what I gather in, in in the state of things in California at this current moment, it's going to be a while before non-Californians can get into the park. But um, it definitely is upping my desire to want to go because, man, it looks very, very cool. Absolutely. In fact, when I was re-listening to our episode seven episode, which by the way was a very good episode, uh, one of the things that I completely had forgotten about was the animatronic stunt uh, Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that. So that and of course the shawarma, the shawarma we talked about. Yes. Well, and, and, uh, and you remember seeing footage of those stuntronics in the Imagineering story. That's an episode six yeah. where yeah. if you want to get a sneak peek of that, definitely go watch episode six in the Imagineering story. You'll see them fling this, you know, dummy essentially up in the air. And that's what they're preparing for. Yep. And um, yes, in other news, because- in <laughs> the shawarma and other news besides Disneyland Disney World has also had two um, major things that have occurred um, early even before we started in Disney World Shanghai Disneyland is celebrating its f- uh, five-year anniversary they're bringing wow. back fireworks to do that I remember when they opened their their uh, five years ago but at Disney World um, two things have happened um, they are starting to loosen their mask policy a little bit so uh, beginning, I want to say next week, potentially, 
uh, if it hasn't already happened, you're able to take your mask off and get a picture in front of like the castle or in front of, um, uh, you know, p uh, photo spots with the photographers. So that is something that's new that hasn't been that way in over a year. So that's something to think about. And then you had called something out, which I read about, but I forgot, which I'm glad you're bringing up. We had talked several weeks ago and a little frustrated about how Disney was discontinuing the Magical Express. And so what's going on there with mirrors? So the the Disney Magical Express was done through a third party company, which is mirrors transportation or mirrors is the company. Mm -hmm. And um, from what I gather, like mirrors found out about Disney discontinuing it the same time that we all did. So, um, you know, it was a very big shock to them. And because I'm, I'm sure the Disney Magical Express was a very big moneymaker for them. Well, they just announced beginning January 1st, 2022, which is when the Disney Magical Express is ending. They are going to continue. Uh, essentially, obviously, they can't call it the Disney Magical Express. But for all intents and purposes of the Disney Magical Express, there's very little information out of like exactly what all of that entails like are they going to do the the luggage drop off or do you have to get your luggage but ultimately for those of you that were worried oh man am i gonna have to rent a car now it it it, it seems like uh there's gonna be no no break in the action of when you can get direct transportation from Orlando airport directly to your Disney resort. And honestly, I'm not surprised. Like they've got the infrastructure already set up. Uh, this mm -hmm. can't have been that hard for mirrors to, to put together. But now my question is, okay, you know, we talked about this and in, in when we, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about it. Disney has now taken people out of the Disney bubble, so to speak. And so now Mears is making all of this money because I'm, I'm sure it will cost something. So Mears is going to make some money that Disney could have made. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not seeing why still why Disney chose to do this. And maybe I won't see until three, four years down the road, but I mean, I think Mears is going to see a huge increase in people using their service and maybe they make more of the profits now. Well, I think that could potentially be it. I mean, here's the thing. I, I think what Mears is probably doing is saying, look, we're going to continue the service, whether you pay us or not, Disney. So so here's what I think is they've done this service all along. It's never been Disney. This was not Disney service. It was always Mirror service. Mears has always operated this service to Walt Disney World. And if I'm not mistaken, they offer a service to Universal Orlando as well. Now, hmm. the contract, the contract between those two organizations in Mirrors, here's what it is. Disney has paid for it straight up. I mean, Disney has paid and and basically it's been an expense on their ledger. They're basically saying, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. There's going to be a train that's going to be taking people. That means we don't have to pay for that. Um, and if people want to get there, they can figure other ways out you know uber or lyft or, or taxis or if mirrors wants to continue their transport here's where i think mirrors could really step up um depending on what kind of contract they have with universal orlando that whole area down below where magical express is set up disney does not own that mirrors probably rents that and disney was paying a part of it mirrors could transform that into you know the fantastical express or whatever and suddenly it takes you to either universe orlando or to sea world or to legoland or to walt disney world and become the preeminent transportation service that is ground versus the the train potentially so i don't know i, I agree it's going to cost um but if mirrors does it right uh it won't cost a lot uh it will never be like the magical express i mean there's there's no doubt about it um, but I definitely think it's something that Disney probably just looked at as a cost and said, we don't have to pay this anymore because people are going to find their way to get here no matter what. Um, I yeah. think it's a shame because they're, they're, they're taking the magic out of it, but who knows? So yeah. anyway, uh, let's talk about the parks. Let's talk about, um, some of the, the goodies and stuff. So a little bit of history on this episode real quick. Uh, <laughs> this has been an episode that's been brewing for a while. Uh, I had pitched an idea to Matt probably gosh this was before before new year's i want to say I said hey yeah let's it do an was episode november the, 
yeah, let's do an episode on the penny presses at Walt Disney World because I know our friend, friend of the pod, Amy, she absolutely loves the penny presses. And it's something that I've seen and it's fun. And it's kind of a hunt because there's they're pretty much everywhere. Like there's there's hundreds of them. And and I was like, let's let's do a history on those. Well, last week when we were wrapping up the show, I was like, you know, as much as I want to do an episode on the penny presses, I don't know if it's going to be enough to fill the whole show. I said, that's just kind of one of many things that people can do that's relatively inexpensive um, at Walt Disney World. Um, in fact, looking at my list, um, my list is filled with several items that you don't even have to go to a park to do. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of to kind of go through this back and forth. Um, so that's kind of what this is. We're just going to do a little bit of a back and forth talk about some inexpensive things. So if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World and you're planning a rest day, um, this could be something well, and, that you could do. And I want to piggyback, you know, you mentioned this uh, at the beginning and just now, you know, I, I think there's this attitude that when I go to the parks, I have to spend every waking minute in the parks. And I know someone like um, that. I know someone who is exactly like that. I'm looking at it, him in, it, in the screen right now. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm not quite that intense. Um, cause I, I, I do recognize in the past, that's how it's been. Um, but I've, 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 I've only been there for like two or three days. And so that just is yeah. the, and ultimately I haven't brought any kids. So, cause yeah. I'm sure Casey and anyone who's been to the park, I'm sure you've seen this in mid afternoon or yeah. as you're walking out from the nighttime show, you oh, yeah. see a kid that is done. You just, oh, you yeah. look over and go, that kid is done. <laughs> they are um, done. Matt, Matt I'm going to add one. Th- I, I don't just see kids who are done. I see adults who are done. Like I, yeah. I've been done before. Trust yes, me. However, like, you your done is escape. less obvious than a 10 year old's done. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I remember a trip that I took with Nate, one of our very first trips down there. He and I went at it mid-afternoon, probably our third day there because we had been going like open to close three days straight. That was when we kind of started to realize, okay, there needs to be a break, right? There needs to be some time. But anyway, continue your thoughts. Sorry. Yeah. So, so a break outside of the park is really, really nice. And um, kind of what we're hoping to do in this, um, as well is, is, is kind of show you what you can do on those quote unquote rest days that still feels like you're getting that Disney magical vacation without, um, without having to be in the park with all the, you know, sights and sounds and rides mm-hmm. and, and lines and everything around. There's a ton of stuff to do that, feels a little bit more low key, but not, uh, not, uh, uh, not in the, the, um, I don't know what I'm saying, <laughs> um, but, but st- it, feel, it, it feels low key, key but, still, but it's still, magical. it's still fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say, let me start here. Cause I already mentioned this in my, was it worth it? The, the Fantasia gardens, mini golf is, you know, I mentioned that in the, was mm-hmm. it worth it, but that is a, um, blizzard beach, I think has a, um, a mini golf course as well. The, the, uh, winter Summerland uh, mini golf yeah, course. Well, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's in blizzard beach, but it's near there. They're like, yeah, it's near there. Um, yeah. and so like, that's a great way of, you get a really fun, well themed mini golf experience that isn't, isn't in the midst of a park. You get a nice little mm-hmm. hour. That's a great morning activity, something a little more low key. So that that's kind of my first one to mention that I already mentioned on, on our first pod. That is a perfect <laughs> example of something like this. I love it. So let, let me, let's just start with the one that we kind of already mentioned, which is the penny presses. So the penny presses, um, these have been around for over a, a century. I mean, these things have been around in, in their in not just at Disney attractions. No, actually I looked it up. They, they started in Disney in 1994, which was almost a century after they were invented. And basically wow. the idea is, is the manual version of this is one where you take a crank and you slowly bring the crank down. You put a penny as well as however much they charge to do it. I think at the time it was 50 cents plus a penny. And, um, and as you pull the crank down, it flattens the penny, or at least it, it, it flattens it, but curves it almost. And then it puts a, a, an image of, of whatever they want on the penny. It could be a, you know, a picture of Mickey or Donald or any one of the characters or attractions or the year or whatever. These penny presses are scattered all over the resorts. They're in the parks. They're out of the parks. They're in every resort. They're in food halls. 
Um, and there's literally hundreds of different designs and they get changed often. And, um, and it, there's, I, as I was reading this up, there really are, there's, there's three types of the, these penny presses. There's the traditional ones, which are, and there's not many of these left. They've changed a lot of them out, which are, you put the two quarters in and then you put the penny in, um, and it flattens the penny. You kind of have your choice between three different, um, designs. Then there's the quarter press, which is a dollar. So you put in five quarters and it flattens a quarter for you. And so it makes it a little bit bigger of a design. The newer version is the digital um, penny press, which allows you to, I think it's a dollar per penny now. So it's gone up quite a bit. Or you can, so the, the original ones had three designs. These from what I'm reading have eight designs per machine. And if you choose to do all eight, all eight designs at one time, you can do it right from your phone and choose all eight of them with an app and it will flatten eight pennies for you to think for like five bucks or six bucks or something like that. So now, there's like have, different ways that they do it. Are the pennies like in the machine already? Uh, from what I could tell, it looks like it. Yeah. You don't have to bring them with you anymore. They, they, they put them in there, but there are still some of the older school ones around. Um, and, and do you have any, no, I personally have never, I, I did collect a couple, like when I went with Amy that I thought were cool, but I, to me, I just wasn't, I wasn't in that hunt. The, 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 this was right around the same time that we did the, the pin trading. And to me, the pin trading was more, but she's got a whole book of them and she got to displays them and everything. And, and there's, there's collectors out there. You can go onto eBay and find old pennies that are no longer in circulation. I did discover there's a secret penny though. Have you heard about the secret Ooh, penny? I did not a, come across. I didn't didn't know about this so in ebcot in the france pavilion so you know how they had agent p's secret adventure yeah. or whatever from yeah okay. well they've since discontinued that and it's going to become a ducktales one when everything opens back up but in the france pavilion there are uh the, the penny machine only has two um designs on it that's because as part of agent p's um uh, uh, adventure, you had to go up to the cast member working at that particular shop and say that you were on, there was a, a special line you had to say that you were on a secret mission and you needed to test the penny presser uh, for the secret mission. And then the cast member would give you a penny and direct you to a secret machine, which would then print a penny of uh, Agent P on it. Oh, that's really cool. Isn't that kind of cool? Wonder, I wonder <laughs> if they're changing that up for the DuckTales experience. Or... That's what they said. That's what I read. It did say they are going to change sense. it up. That makes sense. But I just, I was like, that's kind of, just little things like that are just so little, I mean, little tidbits like that are just so fun. Like, I had no yeah. idea. I, mean, I always knew that little adventure was going on. But, um, so that is, that's the first one I have on my list. It, it, it's relatively inexpensive. Um, some of the suggestions that are out there, you know, bring one of those M&M minis cases. You can keep your pennies in there with your quarters and stuff. Um, you know, for 20 bucks a kid, go hog wild on these pennies. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, you know, think that, about that's, that for, that's cheapo. for, for 20 bucks, you could potentially get 20 souvenirs that, yeah, and, exactly. and, and they get to pick which I mean, ones they want. Exactly. Exactly. I have a handful of these. Um, I have a quarter okay. that's Kermit the frog. Um, right. I believe I have a big thunder mountain and I have an old school Epcot one as well. Um, okay. I did, it, it was one of those, like I went through a phase where I didn't know what I wanted to collect. And so mm. I just was like, Ooh, look, penny presses. Um, uh, and, and went through a phase of that and then never really like caught onto it, but I kept them because they're cool. Like I'm not going to mm -hmm. get rid of them. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can really, like you said, with kids, you can make that a good hunt. Yeah. Um, you can go up to a penny press and decide, eh, I really don't like any of these designs. Let's move on. Yep. Um, it, it really the kid, gives. The kid, the kid gets to make the call, which is what's cool yeah. about it. Like, think about, I mean, in this, we talked about having that rest time with the kids. So when the kids all out of whack, all the, all the different sensory overload they have, if you need to cool them down and say, hey, there's a penny machine over here. Let's go take a look. And it gives them a chance to look. Do you like any of these designs? Do you want to do this design? And they have complete freedom to pick whichever design they want. Or if it's one of the newer machines and they like all of them, they could get eight of them for five bucks or whatever, you know, like there's, there's, that is 
really cheap in Disney dollars, you know, 20 well, bucks and let's, kid, you know, and let's think about this, a Mickey Mouse plush at the Disney store. So not at the Disney parks at the Disney store, I believe is now up to 22 95. 24, 24, 95. 24, 95. That's before. So for, yeah, this is a medium size. You're like typical, normal, so to speak. Mickey mouse plush is 24, 95. So for less than that. And at the parks, it's more, I'm sure it's above $30. I'm sure it's like 32 99 or something like that. So you could for, for less than that, much less than that, you can not only get the actual souvenir, but you get the fun of you get off an attraction and, oh, is there a penny press here? Oh, hey, exactly. hey, mom, dad, I see a penny press over there. Can we go look? Um, like you, you get the fun of that instead of um, instead of just like, oh, hey, here's this toy. You found it. Great. So it, it, it really is a fun, um, a fun experience of being able to kind of hunt for them. And really, like you said, relatively inexpensive and a great way too. if kids have collected coins. Like I know when I was a kid, I had my little piggy bank of coins Mm -hmm. and that's a great way to use some of them up. Well, and if they're younger too, it gives them something to be able to talk about when they come back from the trip, you know, with grandma, grandpa, or, or their, their friends at school to show and tell. And I got this penny when I got out, you know, it gives them that talking, that social skill too. So I think I think we both agree that penny presses um, yeah. are something that that is it's not unique to Disney World, and that that's the other thing. I mean, just just off the top of my head, it's not unique to Disney World. You go anywhere else, they can continue the tradition of collecting pennies, whether it's at a museum or some other tourist attraction as well, because they're everywhere. So, yeah, and that's the right. nice thing about it. So I I I want to piggyback actually because we talked about Agent P's adventure, and this is something yeah. that I. I also think within the parks. So this is maybe not as much of a rest day, but could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this was what Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom was. Unfortunately, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is being closed down. I don't know whether that's going to be they're going to update it with new technology or whatever, because it, it is kind of old and that technology, I'm assuming they want to amp it up. But the other parks, so like you said, the DuckTales experience is coming back. Um, in Animal Kingdom, they've got the Wilderness Explorers um, yes, where do. you go around and collect the badges. And these are really fun ways and, and, and not just for kids from what I gather, like for adults as well, that you can kind of explore the park. And like you said, I, I had no idea about that secret penny press, but had I done the Agent P's adventure, I, uh, I, I, I would have known that. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it, it does kind of usually send you on some uh, into some interesting corners of the park that you wouldn't always go into. And, and most of that stuff is very, very free and will honestly take you a full day and afternoon. And you can also weave it into what you're doing that day. So it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, you start this experience and you have to continue it and do nothing else until you're done. You can oh, hey, we've done this for two hours. Hey, let's catch this ride. Okay, great. And then we get back on our 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 Agent P's or DuckTales experience. So that mm-hmm. that's a great way to kind of have something uh, have something else that just gives you a little bit different side of the park. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. The, the Wilderness Explorers one, um, uh, Pandora itself has its own kind of version of that um, on Pandora where... Um, you're able to learn about the plant life and the animal life on the planet of Pandora, Pandora, Pandora. Um, I, I know they've kind of cut some of that away, but you will see um, uh, Ace Adventure um, folks. That's the name of the, the, the fictional setup of, of, of Pandora out talking about the various plant life. And it's still meant to be that message of conservation and stuff, which I think is really cool. Um, okay, my next one. So I, I've been guilty of what I'm about ready to say, but I've also learned to try to avoid this. And, you know, there's so many great places to eat on Walter's Disney World property. In fact, I think we've got an episode coming up, Top 10 Foods. Um, that said, when you are staying at one resort or you're at a park and you make reservations to eat or you want to go eat somewhere else, a lot of the time you're looking for the quickest way to get there. 
ah, let me take an Uber. Let me, let me grab bus transportation to the closest thing. Let me grab a minivan. They don't do those anymore, but you know, what's the quickest way to get there? The reality is sometimes the fun in getting there in itself is an experience. And, and I don't mean hopping on a bus because the bus is not fun. Disney has so many methods of transportation now that the methods of transportation themselves are attractions and they're free. They're outside of the parks. You do not have to have park admittance to ride um, the different Disney transports. So for example, when we stayed at um, the, the Fort wilderness, the, the cabins at Fort wilderness, the easiest and simplest way to get from Fort wilderness to the magic kingdom is in fact a water taxi. It's a, it's a boat that takes you from Fort wilderness up past the contemporary, you see the Polynesian on your left, you see the contemporary on your right, and then you maneuver right over to Magic Kingdom. From there, you could hop on another boat to go over to the Grand Floridian or to go to the Poly if you wanted to, right? Or you could hop on the monorail and do the same thing and go right through the contemporary. Ooh, that I right love there, a monorail ride. That, well, that's what I'm saying. That right there, that monorail loop right there, you could eat at any of those resorts. Um, you could. Uh, if it's in the morning, maybe you're not going to do the Magic Kingdom, but you want to catch the, um, they, well, we can't do this anymore, but at one point there was the Magic Kingdom opening show at the train station. You could catch the Magic the Magic Kingdom show, but you can still hear, you can see the fireworks, even if you're not going to be in the, the park, you can just get the experience of being right outside and, and the, the fun of the opening, right? Um, that's one example, that whole Magic Kingdom monorail loop. From there... You want to head over to Epcot or you want to head over to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Why take a bus? Take the monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center. Hop off. Go back on the monorail. Suddenly, you're in Epcot, right? And if you do have a ticket for Epcot, you can eat. In, there's plenty of places to eat at Epcot if you wanted to. You've got park hoppers, for example. Or if you want to head over to the Hollywood Studios area, take the Friendship Ferry. In fact, you don't even need to head over to Hollywood Studios itself. There's all of the... Um, resorts over there. You got the boardwalk, you got the swan, you got the dolphin, you got the yacht and the beach club all in that little cove over there. And I never once touched the buses. It was all Disney transport. Oh, and by the way, if I really want to have some fun, let me hop on a Skyliner for a little bit. Oh, I'm Skyliner's I'm, the newest thing. I really want to ride the Skyliner. Like I, I'm honestly, so like, honestly, I'm so excited to go next time. And I want to stay at a resort that I have access to the Skyliner. And even if I don't, I'm going to make sure that I can get to this. I, I really want, I like, that's how excited I am it to is, ride this thing. There is, there's so much exhilaration as you go up and come down. It's fun. It's not hot. There's air flowing through the whole time. Cause you're moving at a pretty quick clip. You have some amazing views of backstage Epcot, which you normally wouldn't have like before, but every single one of those Disney transportation um, uh, mechanisms is there for you and it's all free. And so if you're trying, and of course, Animal Kingdom is kind of the only one that's, that's kind of off any of that, but all that said, any one of those three, they connect the Magic Kingdom resorts to the Epcot resorts, the Hollywood studios, even Art of Animation and Pop Century are connected by the Skyliners now. So for all of those reasons, you have the ability to um, really hit up, I'd say, 60 to 70 percent of any of the park through what, in my mind, are attraction type transportation mechanisms. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, don't don't be fooled by it's the monorail is not just a means to get from one place to another. Th that's what the bus is. If you're yes. taking the bus, that is I need to get from my resort to the park. It's the bus. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, but a monorail. ooh, that's very fun. And the Skyliner, same thing, like very, very fun. And the water um, taxis, it, the water taxis are yeah. amazing. I love them. When we went with my with my brother and sister in law and the kids a couple years ago. Now, mind you, it was chillier, so it wasn't as fun because you were on the water and it was cold. But on those hot summer days when it's, you know, 80 degrees or is it starting to get dusk out? There is nothing better than being on the water. All that that wind blowing in your face, the smell of the water, seeing the different resorts. I mean, to me, that I could do a whole day of that. I mean, I have resort hop is one of my things on here. This is basically a version of resort hopping. Um but not just going from bus to it literally is taking 
all of the, the the dots that are out there and they've been connected in, in using them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and uh, you're, you're, you segued into mine, like resorts, go check out other resorts. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of great pools and themed areas that you can go see. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Illinois history, you can go to, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you know, uh, Blagojevich, uh, the, the wonderful governor of Illinois that, uh, you know, did some shady things yeah. and went to jail yes, for it. That, that, he, yes, he did. Yes. When uh, fun fact, when he found out that he had been indicted, he was in Saratoga Springs. That is really interesting. Did you know that the whole um, I am not a crook speech from Richard Nixon happened at Grand Floridian? Yes, I did. Like, uh, there's a lot of fun, really fun Disney history. If you start digging, there's a lot of fun stuff that that kind of crooked politicians have done at Disney World. But anyway, yep. I digress. But I'm thinking, and, and this even segues into another one. I don't know if yours on your list, but spend a day at the pool at your resort. Mm-hmm. I stayed at yep. Art of Animation, and there's a whole Cars area, and the Cars pool is the cozy cone. There's cones all the way around the pool mm-hmm. that give you the shade. And then it's a well-themed pool. They've also got, I believe it's a little mermaid themed pool. Like, they do. They do. It, like it's, it's wonderful. Like the resorts don't be afraid. I, I, I think too many people, they go, well, I didn't pay all this money and go all this way. So we could swim in a pool. We can do that at home. It, it, yes and no. Yeah. There's pools at home, but there's not this fun pool at home. And, mm-hmm. uh, even that little bit of time, that hour or two where the fun is right there, it, you can walk out of your room, walk out of your building and the pool is right there and you didn't have to wait in line. It's, you can just relax and have a great time. Please do not, like, I, I implore all of you, do not be afraid to take time to do that. It's still going to be a wonderfully magical experience. To that, to that point, even if you're not a pool person, but your kids are, your family is, there is nothing better than after a long day's day at the park. You know, it depends on what time of year you go, because the pools uh, and some of the, like the moderate resorts, they do close a little bit earlier. But the moderate resorts also will have hot tubs um, that will stay open a little bit longer. So if you decide to leave the park, you know, around seven o'clock or so, maybe you're not doing a nighttime show or whatever, and you come back, there is nothing better. Then going up to the poolside bar and getting yourself a drink, getting yourself a beer, right? Getting yourself a, a daiquiri or a margarita or something. And, and, and you're, you're, you know, maybe it's a little bit cooler. So you're not swimming, but the kids are. So you maybe got a, you got some shorts and a sweatshirt on because you've been out in the sun all day and you just want to, and you're, you're sitting there now on the, you're on the lawn chair, on the pool chair, drinking your drink, watching the kids swim, listen to <sighs> some cool music. Like, uh, like I'm getting chills uh, thinking about that. We uh, we stayed at um Coronado. We stayed at Coronado uh, when we went last February in 2020, and it was the first time we'd ever been to Coronado. Talk about a beautiful resort, man. They had just built the the tower there, but oh my god, at night the bridges they have over, but the the pool area, I, I, there's nothing better than just or or even at a, a value resort. I know it's loud and crazy. The pool at Art of, uh, not Art of Animation, but All-Star Sports, All-Star Movies, All-Star uh, Music, Art of Animation, any of them. You just sit back. You got the bar um, right there. You, 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 or a lot of times they have the pool side area. You can just bring your refillable mug like I've got right here, my refillable mug. Um, yeah. And and go and get a drink and just sit there. There's nothing better than having your hoodie and your shorts and your flip-flops on. You just spend a day in the park. Maybe you do take a dip and then you sit on the pool for a bit. You're refreshed. like. Oh, does that sound so good right now? Remember that at Disney World, you are on vacation. Take take a vacation. It shouldn't be a chore. Um, And even, I don't know if you've ever done, the resorts have a ton of activities that go on as well. That was on my list. That was was on my list. Yeah. Take it away then. Go. Yeah. So I was going to say, so pool parties. Uh, When we were at Coronado, um, we were there. It was one of our rest days. We weren't going to go to the park. So we were there midday. Uh, Well, it was midday heading into the evening. And they were doing a pool party slash s'more, make your own s'more kit. So for five bucks, you got uh, like two Hershey bars, graham crackers, 
and uh, marshmallows and they gave you the stick. You got to roast marshmallows next to the pool. Well, not next, but a little bit further. You got to make your own s'mores. That was that was a blast. Like five bucks got you like, you know, five s'mores or something like that. The pool parties are fun. A lot of times they'll do trivia in the pool. Have you ever been there during trivia? So you're in not, the pool. I... There's a DJ and they're asking questions and you, you rush out of the pool and you go give them the answer. It's so fun. It's like it's a um, blast. And I know movies, all-star yes. movies at least, they do, they put out the big projector and show yep. movies a couple times all, a week. And all so, resorts, all resorts. Yeah. So every night they've got, they've got a new movie. Which is Unless a big, right. I mean, that's a right. no brainer for Disney. Like it, it, it can't cost that much to, I mean, first of all, they don't have to get the rights to their own movie. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then you just buy one of those big glow up projectors. And yeah, again, I know you can watch that movie at home, but also Again, there's something nice about long day at the park. You're sitting by the pool watching one of your favorite movies, or maybe it's a movie you haven't seen in a long time. It's like, oh, yeah. this is uh, this is so great. So yeah, don't be afraid to take advantage of stuff that happens at the resorts. Because again, remember that's run by Disney, so that means yeah. it's going to be good quality. Well, and you know, to that point, there's also a, most of the resorts have an arcade too. So if you're looking for a way to let the kids, I know it sounds counterintuitive, you know, they've been in the parks all day, they've been running around, they're probably tired, but they always get that spark of energy before they go to bed at night. If you're looking for a way for them to kind of let out some steam, you got the arcade. Again, give them 20 bucks, they can go play in the arcade. And and you know what they have for parents in the arcade? You know what they have? Because I discovered this at Art of Animation. They have massage chairs. Oh, so you can at the entrance of the arcade of Art of Animation, you can sit in a massage chair and they're cheap for five bucks. It's like 15 minutes of a massage and you can sit there and get the massage. You're at the entrance so the kids can't leave and they can go play and you can get a massage like talk about the best, best possible scenario right there. So just saying, great, great way to, to end your evening if you're looking to, to de-stress. Yeah. Um, one other thing at the resorts, too, I'll add. Um, a lot of times they'll have caricature draw uh, artists. Um, you know, these will cost you 20 or 25 bucks or whatever. I don't know how much. That's about right. But they'll draw you a caricature of you, much like you do in the theme parks. That's another fun thing that you can do. Or they'll do little crafts in the lobby during the day. So just little fun tidbits of stuff that you can do while you're at the resorts. Anyway, what else you got on your list? The, the only, I have one more thing. And the only one that I have, and this is kind of like a souvenir type thing, you know, pin trading, I think gets a rap for being, Oh, it's this expensive money hole that you should never get into it. And, and don't get me wrong. It can be that you can absolutely blow thousands of dollars on pins, but, Pins are also a relatively inexpensive way to commemorate a trip, even if it's a small collection. And so, I mean, I know um, we did this. Um, my family did a lot of national parks growing up. And what we mm-hmm. would do is we had a hiking backpack. And at every national park, we would you know, stop by one of the trailheads or something like that. And we would buy a pin from that just one from that, uh, from that park. And so it was really cool after like five or six years, we could see all the places that we had been and hiked and done. And that was very, very cool. And so don't be afraid to do that with your Disney trip. Maybe you had a character meet and greet. Oh, Casey is, is showing me all of his, all of his pins. He is turning pages and pages of pins. To to Matt's point, (laughs) this page right here is the page I was looking for. This commemorates every one of the hotels I've stayed at on Disney property or exactly. That's a great thing. Like each hotel has their pin. Maybe you had a character meet and greet that was just stellar. Like you had an Elsa meet and greet that was one for the ages that you want to commemorate. So you go pick up an Elsa pin. Maybe you want your collection to be so specific that anytime you see a pin of that, like you want a character that is so obscure and anytime you see one, you have to get it. it. Like you can make that a very inexpensive way to have a little souvenir 
that um, that can commemorate your trip. Again, you can absolutely, you know, dive all in and build a huge collection, or you can just kind of have a tiny collection of every time you go or one or two every time you go. And that can be that can be an inexpensive way to to get a souvenir as well. I'm going to add one more to this uh, list real quick. And, you know, we talked about this not being, you know, we talked about them not being in the parks. This one's actually inside the parks. This is actually not just in the parks. This is the overall trip. We haven't really talked a whole lot about it, but a lot of people ask themselves, do I or do I not get the Magic Maker photo package when I'm there? For the $150 that you're going to spend, or if you get it early, I think it's $120 do it, do it, do it, do it. A lot of people don't understand how magical that magic maker package is for the $120 or $150 that you're going to spend on it. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but you literally will have the ability to get any picture that is professionally taken at the resort, no matter where you're at for free digital download, all, all of them. And, and it's, it's not just the ones that you stand in front of the castle. Yeah. That's the iconic one or stand in front of spaceship earth or the tree of life or, or, you know, the, the Chinese theater. It's also the, there are photo pass photographers or photo pass machines even in front of pretty much anywhere you can imagine. If you are going to book a, we talked about this last time, the, the Harmony Barbershop on Main Street, there's a photo pass photographer in there. If you're going to do Bibbidi Boppity Boutique, there's a photo pass photographer in there. If you're going to um, eat at a special restaurant, sometimes there's photo pass photographers in there. If you're going to eat at a character restaurant, there's photo uh, pass photographers in there. Um, and, okay, take that out of it. All of the rides that have photos on them. You don't, ha- you don't have to go and quickly snap a picture that's got the watermark on it because guess what? It captured you automatically with your magic band or now you might have to actually scan your phone on the thing. But that said, all of those ride photos, you're going to be able to get for free. And you might think to yourself, well, I can just have someone take a picture with my phone. Yeah, you could. It doesn't look nearly as good as the way those photographers do it. The, the, that, the art that they put into that. And then don't even get me started on the special magic photos and magic videos they do. The ones with Tinkerbell flying over you or the one where you're holding uh, snow or, or Olaf snowing on you because you're freezing because Olaf is next to you. Or there's so many, I think, what do they call those? Magic photos or. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen them yeah, that people yeah, do, them, but and, I can't think of what they call them. And they them in all special different ways and they look so good. And I will tell you, they appear in your account account instantaneously like within five minutes you can like you can do your photo experience then go wait in line for your next attraction and while you're waiting in line see your photos like that's how quick they are and you know with this facebook centric and instagram centric as we are in today's world you can post those photos up right then and there on your facebook of the experience that you're having that day in the park and you have i want to say it's like a full six months post your last day to download them and you have all rights to them. You get complete rights to them. You can print them if you want versus if you don't do the the memory maker, if you don't do that to download one of those images to download one or to get a print of one of them will cost you about 25 bucks. One. Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't I tell you? So, um, this is a really weird goal that that I, I do when I go down to the parks. Um, I try to ride single rider anytime that I can. And uh-huh. the reason is because I want to try to be in as many family photos as I possibly can. So like this family of like in Splash Mountain, it's like a family of like, you know, seven or something like that. And then it's me. So I want I want to be on as many people's mantles as possible. Of like, here's our picture of Splash Mountain, but there's this one random dude with us, and and so I, I love. I, that's my goal is to try to be on as many family mantles as I possibly can by riding single rider. So we have quite the following now, beers and ears listeners. Some you guys are all over the country. Some of you are all over the world. Y'all know what Matt looks like. If you happen to have Matthew John Brown in one of your uh, pictures. Uh, and you find your family photos. We would love for you to post it in our uh, Facebook group. Just, yes, just saying. I, 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 like would, I would, in the I would love to know if I actually am on someone's problem. mantle. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Because yeah, it's my goal. I don't know if it's actually, because I mean, the, the, the 
versus the amount of time I've been there versus how many photos have been have been taken of me. I don't know, but I would love to know if by some random happenstance I am on some like, oh yeah, I didn't realize what you look like, and now you've been on our mantle since nineteen, you know, whatever. I, maybe not since then because I don't think I went on single rider when I was I eight, wrote, but you know, when when we went in uh, February of last year, I rode. Um, expedition everest single rider probably seven or eight times in a row and every time i did a different pose i did the home alone pose once i dabbed once or however that is dabbed i don't know how to dab but um <laughs> I, I did that one listeners uh, i really wish you could see what casey is doing I, it, I, <laughs> it was not dabbing just so you know it was, it was not, not dabbing, but it was, it was <laughs> like some version of ymca completely screwed up i don't i don't know but um yeah I'm with you. So, all right. So I hope we were able to give you some, some really fun ideas, um, things that you can do. I know listeners, you are probably missing the parks just as much as Matt and I are. And um, I'm just counting down the days to when I can say I'm planning my next trip and, and I'm excited about it. But Matt, uh, before we go, we had mentioned last week about a new podcast project that you're working on. Uh, we, we at Beers and Ears are a product of Sorcerer Network. So Matt kind of gave his story last week. We're not going to go back into that, that we kind of have this whole network. We are the first of the, the podcasts on this network, but you've started a new, uh, a new podcast with your friend and um, you have a little bit more details to share with that. In fact, we're going to play a trailer here in just a moment. But uh, you want to share your details real quick? Yes, you'll hear it in the trailer. But we, you know, last week I said we haven't set a release date. Well, this week we did. So uh, our first season releases on Thursday, May 6th, which Woo. if you are listening to this episode on release day, um, it's about two weeks until it releases. So, um, um, I'm going to throw this over to the trailer here. We got about a two minute trailer to give you a little bit of an idea on what, uh, this podcast is all about. Hi everyone. I'm Chris. And my name is Matt. And we are your curators of the discontinued on this new podcast adventure. Each week, we will give you history and fate of popular discontinued products. We have got some real doozies of, of stories of how products came to be and discontinued. I'm so excited to tell those stories. Food, toys, games, who knows what else we're going to come across. And not just are we going to share those stories, but Matt and I are going to give you our opinions on whether we think these products should make a glorious return or if they should stay discontinued as they are. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes on our Instagram and Twitter. We are launching our first season, which is all about discontinued food. We're opening the food exhibit in our fake museum. That goes live on Thursday, May 6th is when our first episode drops. Thursday, May 6th. So, uh, uh, Chris, how do they keep in contact with us? If you want to keep in contact with us and make sure you get a notification for May 6th when that drops, uh, you can follow us at Discontinued On Display on Instagram. But you can also find us at Twitter. Do you want to tell them where they can find us on Twitter, Matt? Yes, that is at Discontinued Pod. It is different because Twitter has a uh, character limit on your Twitter handle. So, Instagram at Discontinued On Display twitter at discontinued pod and just a little teaser for our very first episode that's dropping may 6th it's going to be scrum diddlyumptious so we hope to see you there uh chris it is a podcast so um no one will be doing any seeing us to them or them to us you know that is true but we can actually see something we can see them subscribing in anxious anticipation you make a great point chris so make Chris's dreams come true everyone hit the subscribe button follow us on the social media so you can be notified and ready for Thursday May 6th when our first episode drops we will see you guys then bye for now bye for now that was awesome Matt I can't wait oh it's this has been a very fun uh very fun podcast it it when we get had the idea we didn't think there was going to be as much content as there was the, mm -hmm. the stories we are uncovering the, the quotes from people, the commercials we have uncovered. It's, it's glorious. Um, the feed now, this is, is going to be, this is going to be a serialized podcast, right? So unlike our podcast, which is kind of a, 
you know, it's, it's, you know, for a while there, it was twice a week. Now it's once a week. It's kind of a random topic here, there. Yours is very much like, here's a, you know, here's eight episodes and they all are all around this one topic. Then you'll take a break and then move into the next season, which will be a different set of episodes. Correct. So it's a little bit yeah, different so than how be- you are. Yeah, it'll be a seasons podcast. So we're, I believe we're doing like 12 episodes a season. So about three okay. months of content will take a month and a half, two months off. Dep- we haven't necessarily worked it all out, but we'll at the end of the first season, we'll let you know when the second season. And we're, as we heard in the trailer, it's all about food the first season, mm-hmm. but we're going to touch on many a product and experiences. Um, really, really fun. The feed is up. You can look up discontinued on display on all your podcast apps. You can hit subscribe already. Listen to the trailer again. Uh, uh, please go do that. I, I am, I am so, so excited for that podcast. I'm also excited that the network is growing. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm tickled. I did not think that this would, this would happen, but we're a year into this podcast and launching another one. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm giddy. That's awesome. I'm, I, I can't wait to hear it and see where Sorcerer Network goes goes from here. So, um, all right, it is closing time. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, here's the beer, here, us at the Beers and Ears podcast. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Beers and Ears podcast. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight. On both of those platforms, you can email us at Beers and Ears nineteen twenty eight at gmail.com. Um, I got a shout out real quick to um, Sharif's son, Aiden. Uh, we've mentioned him a couple times on the pod. Uh, Sharif sent me a, 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 a picture. He has the Beers and Ears podcast logo as his uh, backdrop on his phone. And I absolutely just, I, I just, it melted my heart to hear that. And I want to give a shout out to Sharif too. He sent me, we couldn't post it in the group because it was a little vulgar, but he sent me um, a three minute rant from Freddie Prince Jr. going off about Star Wars fans after our episode two weeks ago on the, the theory of the force and the, you know, uh, uh, Anakin being the, the, pro- the prophesized one who's going to bring balance to the force. And I asked that question. So um, if in case you want to look at it, just look up. Freddie Prince Jr. rant, Balance of the Forest, I'm sure you'll find it. It's about a three-minute clip. So thank you, Sharif, for sending that to me. I was cracking up today. I uh, just don't want to put it in the Facebook feed because it is a little little vulgar. <laughs> not, not quite Disney uh, where we need it to be. So, um, Matt, let's go ahead and raise our glass. Um, before we raise our glasses, don't forget to subscribe and oh, yes. rate and review us. Um, we've got a couple of uh, nice five-star reviews. Um, thank you so much for those. We, it, we really, really do appreciate those. Um, so, yeah, let's raise that drink that I now don't have to, you know, bend my laptop <laughs> down to find uh, <laughs> our glasses. This episode has been on us and we will see you next time. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Thank you.